0: Hola, cariño.
1: Hola, amor.
0: Y bienvenidos a Uy, horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen.
1: I'm Johnny.
0: And I'm Eileen. And we're having a very yeah. special episodio.
1: Oh. We are. Let me try this. Tiptoe. Through the hill. 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 To the hill. Through the hill. Through the hill. the hill. What movie could it be? What movie oh, could it be? We are
0: we're <laughs> we're bringing you a special episode for you today. Uh, we technically haven't seen this movie yet, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> we cannot judge. We do not have a scale of out of five OUIs. Pero... So
0: don't expect that at the end. But also no. there we won't have questions. But we have a very fun little. Uh, we do. Extra little thing to give you guys today. Entonces alistense agarrense ar- de las nalgas because we've been asked by the team over at Insidious the Red Door Ooh. to um to have a lovely conversation with parapsychologist and anomalist Christopher Chacon. Wow
1: uh,
0: and um who has a great length of knowledge Incredible. On, on this um, devil subject.
1: Spooky movie. Now, Spooky. let me just say right now, uh-huh. yo no tengo la menor idea if there are any Latina people in this film.
0: Yo no creo. i do never seen think it.
1: But so. <laughs> Christopher Chacon is Mexican American, so a delight, you know, that a delight here to we are to on talk our to him. Latinx horror movie podcast with a Latinx fucking
0: parapsychologist. Parapsychologist,
1: which, and anomalous, which is. Very fancy, if you ask me. Very fancy me. And like, Can I have that job, please? Amazing. Anyway, He here knows we are.
0: <laughs> about all kinds of shit. Get yes. ready, because we're going to give you a little bio on his uh, knowledge. But yes. before we do, um, we're going to do the classic jam and ask you to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And we're going to do some titulos de terror, of course. We're just going to do... This title of this Mm -hmm. film, which is Insidious the Red Door, in Spanish it's called La Noche del Demonio Colon La Puerta Roja. (laughs) (laughs) And in Brazil, it's called Sobrenatural a Porta Vermelha. Pretty on the knot. On Uh, the (laughs) knot? Pretty on the knot.
1: (laughs) Pretty on the knot. I got to say, a porta vermelha sounds so lovely to me. Like, ah, my red door.
0: A minha porta porta
1: vermelha. Look at me. Look at the color I chose for my front door.
0: Yes, beautiful.
1: Uh, yes. <laughs>
0: so because we're very cool interviewers and part of press now, mm. we are now New York Times journalists. Uh, Ahora estamos en La Prensa de Nicaragua. <laughs> That's the only foreign Spanish newspaper I can think of. La Prensa. La prensa. Great. Eh, también Huffington Post y sure. también eh, <laughs> <Buzzfeed. and> countrycom. <laughs> 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 oh, journalist Architectural um,
1: digest.:
0: Yes, we got <laughs> sent a little press packet, so yes. we'll let you know the synopsis of this film, and then Johnny's gonna let us know a little bit about Chris Chakong. So great. In Insidious the Red Door, the horror franchise's original cast returns for the final chapter of the Lambert family's terrifying saga. To put their demons to rest once and for all, Josh, played by Patrick Wilson, who is debuting as director of this film, which Mm -hmm. is very cool. Yeah. And a college aged Dalton Ty Simpkins, that little boy. Remember when he was just a teeny nugget? Yes. He is a man now.
1: Oh my God. We're so old. (laughs)
0: college age so he must go they must go deeper into the further that's where they had to go uh Mm -hmm. than ever before facing their family's dark past and a host of new and more horrifying terrors that lurk behind the red door the original cast from insidious is back including patrick wilson again making his directorial debut ty simpkins rose Byrne as the mom such a fabulous oh, lady. Love her. Uh, Andrew Astor, but now also starring Sinclair Daniel, Haim Abbas, uh, produced by Horror Dude of the Times, Jason Bloom, Oren Peli, James Wan, Absolute hey. King, and Lee Wannell. The screenplay mm-hmm. is by Scott Teams, story by Lee Wannell, and again, Directed by the most handsome man in Hollywood or one of the top handsome men, Patrick Wilson. Also, Songbird sings Uh. so beautifully. Oh, yes. Broadway star. Did you know? Broadway. I didn't oh my realize God. that he was a Broadway guy. Yes,
1: absolutely. Singer, although I I will never not cringe during The Conjuring 2 when he breaks out his guitar. I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable. That's but it's so cool. True. It's fine. Yeah. Sounds but gorgeous. Sounds gorgeous. Voice. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. But my skin is crawling. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about Christopher Chacon. Here we go. Christopher Chacon is a preeminent parapsychologist, anomalist, and regarded as one of the world's foremost authorities on the scientific investigation slash research of paranormal slash anomalous and supernatural slash occult phenomena, having conducted thousands of investigations worldwide for over 40 years dealing with all manner of phenomena covering all belief systems and cultures. Specifically in regards to hauntings and poltergeists, Christopher has conducted thousands of investigations into these phenomena around the world, from suburban homes to ancient castles. Ooh. From forests to cave dwellings. Because of He's his He's
0: super into cryptids, which I was like, Ooh, oh, cool. Amazing. So, Sasquatch, guys. Listen. Sasquatch, baby. I foot. wish.
1: I wish our interview had been longer because I was just like, I have so many questions for this person. Wow.
0: Tell us about the abominable snowman.
1: (laughs) Totally. Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) Um, Because of his credibility, so do I. Nessie, because of his credibility and expertise, he has appeared on countless news and documentary programs from NBC Network News to Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, so cool. And National Geographic Explorer. Recognized by several movie studios as the world's top paranormal slash supernatural expert, Christopher was utilized for such highly successful publicity slash marketing campaigns as Poltergeist, I assume that is the remake, The Exorcist, wait a minute, maybe, oh, well, quien sabe, quien sabe, The Haunting, sabe. Constantine, and Paranormal Activity, very, very cool.
0: It could be Exorcist, the TV show, maybe.
1: Yeah, 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 it could have been the TV show, Ugh, yeah. Great, which was fucking awesome. Love that show so much. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's just a little bit about Christopher Chacon. Uh what a fascinating guy. Fascinating. Yeah,
0: and uh coming up next, you'll hear from the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend. Um like Johnny said, we could have talked to that guy for hours. Genuinely what a what a cool and interesting job to have and just like experience so many out-of-body, quite literally, uh, experiences uh, or at least be in the presence of or witness of. So um, here, coming up next, our interview with Christopher Chakong. Escuchen, ya! Hi, Christopher. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Thank you so much for meeting with us. We're so thrilled to talk to you a little bit about your paranormal knowledge. So we're going to just jump right in, Johnny.
1: Absolutely. Let's get started. Thank you so much, Christopher, for your time. So um, I read in an article from ABC News entitled Happy Halloween from La Llorona (laughs) to Paranormal Activity. Latinos love a good scare. By the way, this was written by Angie Romero. Just wanted to give her a shout out. And I found this great quote from you that says, As Latinos, we have a great ancestry of indigenous cultures that had an awareness or sensitivity to the supernatural. We supposedly only have five senses, but the ancient cultures believe that we have more than that. The question is if we want to use them, which by the way, I love that so very much. So I was just wondering if you have any specific memories from your childhood or as a Latino that led you to where you are today. Wow, uh, well, d- absolutely. I think, you know,
2: um, what got me into parapsychology uh, was a turn of events that was unusual as it was. I, I was in college and my background is in magic and illusion. So I, I was paying my way through yes. college as a, ma- as a magician illusionist. Amazing. So, you know, most magicians, illusionists, uh as did i back then you're a little bit more skeptical or a lot more skeptical whenever people have experiences because you appreciate or understand how events can be misperceived
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so back then when i got the first cases that came to me for different types of ex- hauntings and different types of psychic experiences i approached them with that modality in mind and it And when I began to see, you know, there's, you know, there are those cases that are explainable, but there are those that can't be explained. And the human experience and how they encounter those phenomena is really what intrigued me. And that's what got me into parapsychology. And the more cases I went on, the more I began to see that there are these phenomena, which can't be dismissed or easily explained. And then, you know, more and more thousands of cases, you begin to encounter phenomena, which can't be dismissed or explained. So that, you know, there's, there's that whole aspect of, of, uh, as I'm observing these phenomena, I'm beginning to embrace the possibility that there's more there than we can understand basically.
1: You know, I I mean, I think that really, that answers it. I think it seemed that for you, it kind of happened a little bit later on in life where it just kind of Mm -hmm. came to you. And you're saying like, at this point, there are thousands of cases that you have, that you have, uh, that you have- Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, um,
2: you know, certainly in my family, in uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a, a huge <laughs> Mexican American family in Central California, mm-hmm. uh, there were lots of family members who had a variety of different experiences. And even today, in you know the, the thousands of cases I've had in the, ver- in the various Latin American countries around the world, for that matter, wow. um, you know, there's there are those experiences which they put a name on it. Uh, you know, they think it could be, you know, phantasma or you know, the whether the UFO that they you know they connected to that. And there's a lot of belief that's handed down through cultures, but it's also a lot of the phenomena is also misinterpreted that way. Mm-hmm. They think it's one thing, it's actually something else. Um, you know, 70 to 80 percent of these cases are explainable in one mm-hmm. way or the other. The 20 to 30 percent that are real are very real, but and the interesting thing again, um, in Latino cultures is there's an element and, you know, some of this is due to syncretism because of uh, Catholic, Catholic, you know, Catholic beliefs, that kind of thing. Totally. It's almost a shameful thing to have the experience. They,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, they know someone who's possessed or there's a haunting or something else and they don't want to discuss it with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, even sometimes with their own priests, because they think, Oh, but well, what did I do to have this come down on them? Wow. Sure. guilt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's a, that's that's probably the biggest hurdle for someone when I'm dealing with clients or cases for them to deal with how to navigate through that so they can can find a support group to make, make a difference what it is. Mm-hmm. so they can have someone just to talk to and to use a psychotherapeutic term to normalize their experience because there are so many cases I've encountered where they can become completely dysfunctional after encountering the phenomena. Um, and you know they need to get back to work to their normal lives after having this experience. That's, that's inc- fascinating. That's
0: incredibly, incredibly fascinating. Also, very similar. Like, wasn't Houdini that kind of wasn't he always like with a uh, spiritualists trying to be like, okay, I'm trying to separate the two magic and this kind mm-hmm. of situation?
2: Yeah, later on in his life, mm-hmm. he began to explore um the possibility of you know, can these people really communicate with the afterlife? And, and a lot of that is connected initially to after losing his mother. Mm. And there's even some debate that he had an experience and he wanted to find out if he could swing the door the other way and communicate with her. And he found out a lot of the spiritual mediums of the day were frauds. Right. Uh, and yeah. certainly, I mean, we can go out there and <laughs> a lot of places. Um, <laughs> I won't go into specifics, but there's a lot of places who are peddling for a fee. You can, you can communicate with your loved ones and that kind of thing. And sure, th- there certainly is a lot of people out there who their only intention is to simply take the money from you. Um,
0: right.
2: You know, there are those people who can assist you to do that. But I think one of the things I want I always tell people is there, anybody, if they want to communicate with a, with a loved one, they could do it. They have the, the tools in them, just like anyone else to be able to traverse uh, the afterlife. If, if it's possible to do so, anybody can do that. They don't need to pay someone to try to make that kind of journey.
0: Sure. Sure. It's wow. in us all along.
1: Mm hmm. And I, I just got to say, I love that you approach this with a certain level of skepticism. You know, mm. I, I find that very, very refreshing. Um, and also just to bring it back very quickly to what you said before, that we all have it in us, which connects to me with, you know, a more, for lack of a better word, at least in our like Latin American culture, an older, maybe more indigenous way of thinking that was kind mm. of marred by this Catholicism where, if we had kind of held on to these earlier beliefs, it wouldn't be so scary. And we'd be able to approach it with a little bit more sensitivity and level-headedness and be like, this mm. is okay to talk yeah. about this and to Absolutely. be open to it, you know? Absolutely. You know, I think, um, you know, rather
2: than to use skepticism, I like to think mm. uh, I'm simply more uh, open-minded. Uh, every case, every client I get, I try to remain objective. I don't, because, Even from a scientific point of view, as an anomalist, it's really one one of the number one rules is not to approach, not to analyze something as a believer or skeptic, because either way you taint your perception of what you're experiencing. As an objective observer, you see things that the skeptic and believer would not see, and you get a very more balanced uh, concept of what's happening and how you're experiencing it, because that's, that's a huge part of it as well. Um... And you know certainly you know the, the the belief systems and Latino belief systems, you know it, it's a difficult thing because we're layering one belief system on top of another one, another one. There's a lot of conflict that happens, yeah. and I think that that's very true. You know even regarding uh, you know Dia de los Muertos and mm. how a lot a lot of Latinos embrace death or see death in a different way. Yeah, and, and in some parts of the world, you know uh, you know it's almost atrocious the fact that. You know, we would decorate cemeteries and be celebrating in their in, in it. Um wow. so you know, we still hang on to those aspects that uh life and death, they're they're one and the same. It's just this journey, we're on this
1: path we're on. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for so, clarifying. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, we love that. Um, so just wondering what was it like to work uh, in the insidious the red door world and how did your knowledge contribute to it and that... Kind of well, style. you know, actually
2: <laughs> my knowledge didn't contribute to anything of uh, <laughs> that they created. Um, you know, I mean they created it's a very impressive franchise. uh yeah. Yeah. if you think about what they did was they took this phenomenon, uh you know, astral projection is a term from like the 19th century, the whole idea that hmm. you have an astral body within your body that can leave your body and you could traverse what they call astral planes, different mm-hmm. dimensions. Um modern parapsychology refers to it now as out-of-body experiences an OBE it happens the majority of cases happen spontaneously a near-death experience uh, taking various hallucinogenic drugs maybe <laughs> sure or, ayahuasca or, yeah exactly <laughs> i don't want to mention anything specific but or, um, <laughs> we'll, was not say, it. Here. we'll yes. say it we'll say it kinds of experiences that suddenly people get that sensation and they've left their body and their mm-hmm. consciousness is outside their body and having this experience um And then there are those people, and it's spontaneous, and there are those those people who focus on it and actually practice it to do it. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, uh, It used to be called traveling clairvoyance in early parapsychology. Now it's, we just lump them all in the OBEs of various types. Um, And they took this very, you know, the majority of these cases are very benign. They're fascinating experiences. They're, you know, nothing dark, Um, but there are that percentage of cases where people have come back from the experience and uh, again, we're talking about a very small percentage where people have become, they, they claim to have been possessed mm-hmm. or entities have followed them back, or even various types of uncontrollable psi abilities like the environment changing in temperatures, uh, electrically emitting shock, electrical shock, so that everything burns out around them. Um, well, and those are the smallest percentage. And uh, of course, in the insidious storytelling, story uh, they chose to focus on the darkest.
1: Aspect. sure. It's a horror
2: film.. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. And you know you know that that would that makes sense. You know, it's this is not a documentary. They want to take you on a scary journey. Yeah, so uh, they pack it through that journey to make it as, as disturbing as possible. And some of the theories, some of the constructs they put into the storytelling, um is there by is a is part of the imagination of the writer's director. So we have to give them give them a bow for making taking you on that journey. And but they they balance the fence enough so that you could kind of say, well, you know, is this real? Is it not real? Is it really? Right. Can this really happen to anyone? Because unlike a haunting, um, with this type of phenomena, anybody who go anybody can have an OBE anytime. So it's it's a fascinating. Okay, experience.
0: interesting. Have wow. you encountered in your parapsychology work like anything like this that you've been? witness to like in yeah, this absolutely
2: yeah been, yeah like i said those those rarest of cases of mm-hmm. people who've had um either it was it was a controlled to go into that state um or people who spontaneously went to that state and you know it's funny because the experiences people come back and have are the phenomena some people have said okay this must be some kind of alien abduction because of what they experienced sure. other people thought they were they were becoming possessed um And there's a lot of as soon as you have the the experience in your back in your own body you immediately or you talk to others they want to put labels on it to try to understand it Mm -hmm. if it is supernatural and that's one of the most common misconceptions is how much phenomena is labeled certain ways you know probably because of the media um (laughs) and and also cultural beliefs too Mm -hmm. uh and it's definitely not the phenomena whatsoever it's entirely something entirely different um but there have been those cases uh, where people have a uh, really horrific type of disturbing experiences after having these experiences. But again, that's the smallest percentage
1: Now, in those kinds of cases, have you ever experienced anything that seems similar to what's going on in these films, where which is where an entity l- latches onto somebody, and even after having, you know, quote unquote, gotten rid of that entity, somehow it finds its way back. has that ever have you ever experienced that?
2: Yes, there. Well, let me answer that. It's it's uh, in two different cases. Yes, mm-hmm. similar phenomena that was like that. But there, uh, it was almost like in the story. There's a compounding of two different stories to make it. You know, make, oh, obviously we're trying. They're trying to make it as terrifying as possible. So, right. uh, but in separate cases, there have been experiences of people coming back like that, and after having the OBE experience, uh, for lack of a better word, the entity uh, latches onto them um, and alters their cognitive experience, alters their personality, um, gives them information they wouldn't normally have, um, even to a degree where they're not aware of it. And, you know, to to some degree, in some of these cases, they were initially diagnosed as some type of dissociative disorder. Um, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until the women, when being documented, this phenomena happening, and they're with professionals that they can't dismiss it as a simple dissociative disorder of any type. This is something unexplainable, the phenomena is. Um, So the long answer to your question is yes, there have been those cases, but again, we're talking about the rarest of cases. Sure. Wow.
0: Well, we really appreciate you talking to us today. But and, as we say goodbye to you, the last thing we want to know, because we're a horror movie podcast, we want to know what's maybe one of your favorite horror movies beside Insidious, of course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh wow. Uh, well, I'd have to say that um hmm, my favorite two horror films would be I guess the original Exorcist great one. yeah because of i've been over a thousand different exorcism possession cases and wow uh, it really uh grounds a bit of a a reality aspect into it and um sure you know and and at the end of that story if you ever watch the story you know the exorcist doesn't win. he yeah his exorcism ritual doesn't get the demon out it's yeah it's the savvy of the other priest who, who um Beguiles the demon to jump into his body. That's the only reason, you know. So it's it's a fascinating, but but that that movie and also the original poltergeist film.
0: Yes, great one. Classic.
2: Yeah, because you know, and it also because you follow along. There's a whole element to following along, investigators, researchers, and you know, it reminds me back when I first got into parapsychology and at the day when there was a lot of parapsychologists around and we followed this protocol to try to under, understand these phenomena. And So both of those stories and the characters in them, how they experienced it and how they wrote and directed the, the characters is very grounded and real, yeah. even in the public guys' movie, because there's almost a giddiness at first when they have these experiences. And a lot of people, yeah. they yeah. found out the place is haunted. You know, the people are joking with each other. It's, 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 that's very grounded and very real the way uh, events happen. So those are the best, those are my favorites
0: amazing answers great, great choices, great choices. <laughs> oh my gosh
1: i wish i have so many more questions for you i wish we had more time oh my gosh but thank you so much for your time this my is pleasure. a pleasure, pleasure and uh life. i hope i hope we have time to talk again in the future you never know yeah I'm and so hopefully
0: <laughs> no scary entities attached to any of us as we go along with our day
1: <laughs> knock on wood knock is. on wood <laughs>
0: Holy shit, can you believe it? We did it.
1: We, we did talked
0: it. to Christopher Chakong.
1: I was so nervous,
0: so was I. We were the two of us were nervous, Nellie yeah Listen, could you tell it's,
1: everybody? It's, I don't think you could tell, <laughs> hopefully not
0: <laughs> it's very it's very cool to get stuff like this sent our way and so we are honored for sure a big honor and Mm -hmm. um it's so exciting to be asked to do this and exciting to meet people like christopher so thanks to him for taking some time and talking to us thank you to the team over at insidious the red door for giving us uh this lovely opportunity to find out a little bit more we're Can't so wait looking to see forward it. to seeing this movie oh yeah um which is out now so everybody head to the movie theaters and check out insidious colon the red door uh good job patrick wilson for <laughs> debuting and directing Way yeah man.
1: <laughs> absolutely sing us a song
0: sing us a song baby <laughs> and please remember to subscribe rate and review wherever you listen in cualquier plataforma. You can follow us on our redes sociales at Uykirror on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Send us an email after you watch uh, Insidious the Red Door. Tell us what you think. And uh, you can send those emails at Uykirror at gmail.com. Find all of our movies on our link tree, linktr.ee slash Unfortunately, this one won't be there yet.
1: Yeah, sorry about it. Because
0: it's still in the movie theaters, and guys. And it probably
1: will never be there because... <laughs> I don't think, like we said, don't think there's there's Latinos. Latinos. (laughs) But if there are, maybe in the future.
0: Maybe in the future. Yeah. And join our Patreon where we have fun things all the time. And we hope that you will join our club because... It's cool, and you are too, and cool people should be together. (laughs) Thank you to to Sonoro for letting us be the entity that attaches to it over and over again. Uh, You can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok as well. And Johnny, if I was an entity from the depths of The Further... I'd make sure to come back and attach to your beautiful body over <laughs> and over and over again. I fucking love you. I
1: fucking love you too. And
0: we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios.
1: Uy, qué horror. Es una producción de Sonoro.
0: Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark.
1: Edición y mezcla. Karina Riverol.
0: Escuche uy que horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts.
1: Subscribe, rate, and review. Adios. Adios.
0: Sonoro. Hold up.